Hello everyone and Namaskar. So today's podcast is a continuation of the reading of the book titled Ananda Murti the Jamalpur Years. And this is a reading of the chapter titled Samkalpa. Samkalpa. God is a master magician who by his magic spell has created all and has hidden himself inside his creation. If at all you want to know the creation, the trick of the magician, it can only be done when you join him and his party. On March 22, Nagina, who had taken four months' leave of absence, went to Baba's house about seven in the evening to accompany him on a field walk. While he waited outside on the veranda for Baba to finish his sadhana, he could hear someone inside singing Hari Hari in a melodious voice. He assumed it was Baba's younger brother, Manas. But when the door opened moments later, he realized that it had been Baba, whom he had heard. Nagina did Sastang Pranam. Instead of leaving immediately for the field, as was his custom, Baba called him inside and asked him to sit on the chair opposite his. After they were seated, Baba closed his eyes. A few minutes later, his head drooped to his chest. Afraid that Baba's glasses would fall off, Nagina jumped up from his seat and cradled his hands under Baba's chin. Baba opened his eyes and asked who was there. It's Nagina, Baba. Ah, when did you come? A few minutes ago, Baba, Nagina answered, surprised at the question. I did pranam, and you asked me to sit. Well, well then. Baba fell silent. Nagina assumed that he was experiencing the after-effects of samadhi. Again Baba closed his eyes, and once again his head drooped to his chest. Nagina cradled Baba's chin in his hands a second time. Baba opened his eyes and stared at him, as if he had been startled from sleep. Baba, your glasses will fall off. Gently, Nagina took off Baba's glasses and placed them on the small table between them. Baba motioned for him to sit on the floor in front of him. Nagina sat on the floor and started massaging Baba's feet. A few minutes later, he heard a knock at the door, and Baba motioned for him to open it. Pranay walked in and did pranam. Then he pulled up a chair and began fanning himself with his handkerchief, sweat beating on his brow from the sultry heat of late March. After a few moments, Baba signaled for him to sit on the floor as well, where he joined Nagina in massaging Baba's feet. As the two disciples silently continued their massage, they noticed that Baba's feet were gradually growing colder and colder. They exchanged worried glances. Then Baba broke the silence in a voice that was barely a whisper. Today my dear Acharya and my dear disciple are with me at the very moment that my samskaras are becoming exhausted. What better opportunity could there be than this? Pranay began to weep. Baba, what are you saying? You have just created Anandamarga. It cannot survive without you. And now you are thinking of leaving your body. What will become of us? What will become of the mission? 
Nagina began to weep as well, as the import of Pranay's words dawned on him. The two men grabbed Baba's feet and started imploring him not to leave. Let me go, Baba said. Let me go. The two disciples clung even tighter. No, Baba, we won't. Take whatever you want. Savikalpa Samadhi, Nirvakalpa Samadhi, anything. But let me leave. No, Baba, they cried in unison. We won't let you go. Baba's voice grew weaker and weaker until they could no longer hear what he was saying. He reached down and tried to forcefully remove their hands from his feet, but they refused to let go. Finally, Baba shoved them so hard they both fell backward, but they jumped up immediately and grabbed his feet again. Baba, no matter what you do, we won't let you go. Okay, okay, shanti, shanti. I will take a samkalpa, a resolution. Do you promise, Pranay asked, letting go of Baba's feet? Yes, I am taking a samkalpa. Help me to sit in lotus posture. While Pranay helped Baba to bind his legs in lotus position, Nagina asked him to take a samkalpa for a long life. Baba agreed and closed his eyes for several minutes. When he opened them again, he got up, and the three of them left for their evening walk. As they passed Rampur Colony, Pranay left to go to the ashram. Soon afterward, Baba started humming, Hari Hari, in a soft voice. Still feeling uneasy, Nagina asked him why he was singing this mantra. Hari is my Ishta mantra. I left my last three bodies singing this mantra. I haven't given this mantra to any disciple because if someone practiced it with deep concentration, I would feel like abandoning my body. Nagina stiffened. Then stop singing this mantra, Baba. You took a samkalpa to live a long life. Don't worry, Nagina. It's all right. When they reached the far side of the bridge, Baba turned to Nagina and said, You can go back now. I have an appointment with some people in the field. Baba, I don't want to leave you alone today, especially since you are chanting Hari Hari. There is nothing to be afraid of. You can set your mind at rest. I have taken a samkalpa. Now go. Nagina reluctantly turned back, but along the way, he met a young disciple, Hari Sadan. Baba is on his way to the field, he told him. Go and see if he will let you walk with him to the tiger's grave. If he does, don't let him chant Hari Hari. Why? I'll tell you later. I'll wait for you in the ashram. Hari Sadan arrived back at the ashram around half past ten. Nagina eagerly asked him for a report. Yes, he was chanting Hari Hari. I requested him to stop, like you said. But I really started enjoying it, so I just listened. What? Why didn't you follow my instructions? I asked you not to let him repeat that mantra. How can you expect anyone to depend on you? When Agina calmed down, he explained what had happened earlier that evening. Hari Sadan assured him that he had seen Baba safely to his house. But that did little to allay Nagina's worries.
In the morning, he returned to the ashram to talk to Pranaya. Pranaya also assured him that there was nothing to worry about. He had seen Baba that morning, and everything was normal. But Nagina was still not convinced. On the 25th, Baba left for his evening walk with Nagina and Bindeshwari, but he turned back midway and headed for the ashram. There they found a number of senior disciples, both Acharyas and Acharya trainees, Pranay, Shiva Shankar Banerjee, Chandranath, Shishir Dutta, and six or seven others. Baba called his senior disciples into his room and asked them to shut the door. Nagina and Bindeshwari remained outside on the veranda. After a while, they got up to leave, assuming that Baba would be occupied for the rest of the evening, giving Acharya classes, as he had been doing for the past month. As they were walking out of the courtyard, however, they heard someone calling them. Baba had sent a message that they should wait. While they were waiting, Nagina overheard the sound of Hari, Hari coming through the crack in the door, which had been left ajar. He peeked through and saw Baba lying on the cot, encircled by his disciples. He was chanting Hari 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 in a soft voice. He rushed in and grabbed hold of Baba's feet. Baba, it was only three days ago that you took a samkalpa to live a long life, and now you're doing the same thing again. I beg of you, please stop repeating this mantra. Looking around the room, he said, Baba is trying to leave his body. He did the same thing a few days ago, but Pranay and I were able to stop him. If we all massage him, then he won't be able to leave. He was met with a number of skeptical looks, but at his urging, they started massaging Baba's legs and arms, except for Bindeshwari, who was slumped down in a corner, overcome by his emotion. Baba, you cheated us, Nagina continued. You told us that you were going to take a samkalpa for a long life, but you only took a samkalpa for three days. How can you leave us alone like this? Baba stared off into space and said, Kishun, your work is done. When Nagina cried out that Kishun was not there, Baba's only response was Hari Hari. After a few moments, Baba turned his face towards Bishwanath. What do you desire? he asked. Baba, I wish to have you always in front of me, Bishwanath replied. Shubha must do, Baba said, so be it. Over and over again, the disciples implored him not to leave. Finally, he agreed. Okay, help me sit up. I will take another samkalpa. After Baba sat up, he asked them all to leave the room. No, Baba, please, Nagina said. Why can't we stay? It is necessary, don't worry. I said I will take a samkalpa, and I will. The disciples passed a few anxious minutes outside Baba's door. Then one of them called out, Can we come in now? Don't distract me, Baba said from behind the door. I am taking along samkalpa. More anxious minutes passed until Baba called them inside again. It is done, he told them. Then he began talking of spiritual matters, as if nothing had happened. When he left for his house in the company of Pranay, several others followed behind at a distance, just in case. 
They noticed that Baba was walking markedly slower than he normally did. Afterward, they discussed the situation amongst themselves. Pranay was of the opinion that Baba was still undecided, whether or not he wanted to retain his body. Though he had assured them that he had taken a samkalpa for a long life, he had said the same thing three days earlier. Who knew how long the samkalpa was for this time? They decided that they would take turns watching Baba as closely as possible and hope for the best. For the next few days, everything appeared normal, but several incidents made it clear that Baba was still undecided. One evening, while crossing the bridge, he turned to Nagina and said, Nagina, if I do not keep my body, please see to it that Anandamarga elementary philosophy is translated into Maithili by a native speaker of the language. One or two evenings later, at the tiger's grave, Baba said abruptly, Now, my mind no longer feels at home on this planet. There is no longer anyone here who is Nirmanchita. One of the disciples asked him what he meant by Nirmanchita. After intense meditation, when a spiritual aspirant exhausts all his samskaras and attains the goal of spiritual perfection, he may continue living in this world with the same body, or he may choose to take a new body in order to serve the creation. The samkalpa he takes to serve the creation for a fixed period of time becomes a new samskara for him. He remains on the planet for that length of time, and then he departs. Such perfected beings are called nirmanchita. They do not need to do sadhana, but they do so for two reasons. To enjoy the bliss it brings, and to set an example for the disciples, that one should do sadhana, no matter what the circumstance. On the evening of April 1, Nagina and Shishir were waiting on Baba's veranda for evening field walk, along with a young disciple from Munger, Harivan Shajar, who had brought with him the proofs of the Hindi translation of Ananda Marga elementary philosophy. The door opened and Baba called Nagina inside. Nagina mentioned that the proofs had arrived, but Baba dismissed this with a wave of his hand. Once they were inside, Baba said, Nagina, those rascals in your office have harassed you unjustly. Today is your chance to rectify the situation. Give me their names, and I will see to it that they are punished by nature. Nagina, who suspected that it was a test, kept silent. Nagina, I am short of time. This is your last chance. Tell me the names of those whom you want punished. Baba, I don't want anyone punished. If someone has to be punished, then please punish me. Don't talk of ideals at this moment. Be practical. Baba, I don't want anyone punished. In an effort to change the subject, Nagina asked Baba if he could do Sastang Pranam. When Baba assented, he prostrated and then started massaging Baba's feet. Baba's feet were unusually cold, and as he massaged them, he noticed them growing colder. Alarmed, he mentioned it to Baba. Yes, Baba said, now I will not retain this body. Nagina started weeping. He clung to Baba's feet, just as he had done ten days earlier.
in that same room. Nagina, you had a strong desire to be promoted to assistant collector. I will make you assistant collector, here and now. Just let me go. No, Baba, I won't, Nagina said through his tears. Whatever you want, be it spiritual or material, ask and it is yours, but let me go. No, Baba, never. A couple minutes later, Baba relented. Okay, okay. Do not insist any further. Let us go to the field. Nagina released Baba's feet and then heard Baba order himself in a commanding tone of voice. Pravat Ranjan Sarkar, be well for some time. You have to go to the field. Baba stood up and started for the door. As Nagina followed behind, he caught a glimpse of Baba's mother peeking in through the curtain doorway to the next room. It occurred to him that Baba might have relented because of her presence. The three disciples accompanied Baba to the field. At the first opportunity, Nagina alerted his two companions to the seriousness of the situation. As they walked, they noticed that Baba's arms were hanging limply by his side, rather than swinging as they normally would. Along the way, they were joined by Hari Sadan. When they reached the tiger's grave, they found Kishun waiting for them. Once they were all seated, the disciples jointly repeated their request for Baba not to leave his body. That would be contrary to the laws of nature, Baba said. It would be wrong to go against the laws of nature. The rules of nature are for those who are within the bondage of the world, Nagina replied. But you are the master of nature. Please don't try to fool us like this. Have pity on us. This is my decision. Now allow me to leave my body. You all sit for meditation now. The disciples refused. Following Nagina's example, they grabbed hold of Baba's feet and arms. Let me be. My time here is finished. The disciples clung even more tightly, each of them imploring him to stay. Baba gave them a shove with his feet and hands. Despite being bigger than Baba, all five were thrown back onto the ground in front of the grave. They jumped up again and grabbed his legs and arms. Nagina buried his head in Baba's chest and wrapped his arms around him. My physical presence is no longer necessary here, Baba said. Once I took the decision to leave my body, I released my spiritual vibration through the medium of my Janusparsha and Varavaya Mudras. With the help of these vibrations, you people will progress and help guide the world toward the supreme beatitude. In the future, sadhakas will be able to catch my vibration by concentrating on those mudras. They will receive my guidance, just as they had through the medium of my physical body. Now listen to me. Before the Guru leaves his body, he becomes Kalpataru, the wish-fulfilling tree. If he so desires, he can grant his disciples anything they wish, be it spiritual or material. I am now assuming the form of Kalpataru. Ask for whatever you desire, and it will be granted. One by one, Baba asked his five disciples what they wanted, but no one answered, except for Nagina. Baba, I don't want anything from the Kalpataru. Nagina, this is not the way to speak to the Kalpataru. You must ask for something. Otherwise, it will be an insult. 
If this is an insult, then I have one request. My wish is to celebrate the Kalpataru Day before your living body every year for the next 50 years. You cannot make that request, Baba said, in an angry tone of voice. You're trying to trick me. Ask for something else. No, Nagina replied. I won't take back this wish. He would later say that Baba sounded so fierce at the moment that had he not had his face buried in Baba's chest, he doubted he would have had the courage to hold firm. I will give you one more chance, Baba said. You should not make a wish that is contrary to the laws of the creation. Change your wish. Otherwise, you will soil the spotless reputation of the Kalpataru. My wish is immutable, Nagina replied. Let it be a test of the Kalpataru to see if he fulfills it or not. Baba continued to argue with his disciple, but Nagina held firm. So be it, he said at last. He laid his hand on Nagina's head. Okay, help me to sit in lotus posture. I will take one final samkalpa. When he finished, the disciples began massaging his legs and arms. After a few minutes, Baba said, I have removed seven-eighths of the prana from my body, so my body has become quite weak. They continued the massage for another 20 minutes. Then Baba asked for water. If you cannot bring me water soon, it will be difficult for me to keep my body, despite the samkalpa. Hurriedly, Nagina sent Harivansha running in the direction of the nearest house. While he was gone, Baba repeated his request. His voice made a rasping sound as he spoke. Nagina then told Harisadan to run to the sweet shop at the crossing for water. As the minutes passed, Baba became increasingly restless. He continued to ask for water. Then Nagina remembered that Baba had once mentioned that thirst could be controlled by means of a special mantra. I already used it, Baba told him when he asked about it. I can't use it anymore. If someone else applies it, then it may help. Then teach me. Baba taught Nagina the mantra, and the repetition seemed to help. But Baba warned him that the mantra could only help him retain his body for another half hour. If he did not get water by then, it would be too late. The disciples passed some anxious minutes before Harivansha returned with a glass of water in his hand. In his haste, he had spilt half of it, but what was left seemed to help considerably. A few minutes later, Hari Sadan returned with a full pitcher. Baba drank a portion of it and seemed completely restored, but still he could not walk. I withdrew most of my prana for a significant period of time, he said. The joints will need some time before they function normally again. Baba, I have my car at Bindishwari's house, Nagina said. I can go and bring it. No, the best remedies for this are walking and Nirvakalpa Samadhi. But if I go into Nirvakalpa Samadhi, I won't want to come back, so I will have to walk. They continued their massage. Finally, Baba extended his feet over the side of the tomb and put them on the ground. He recited a long blessing in Sanskrit while his disciples were touching his feet and applied another mantra to the different joints of his body. Then he stood up and began walking home while his bewildered disciples struggled to make sense of what had just happened. When Agina told the story to Pranay the next day, Pranay was happy but skeptical.
You have asked Baba to stay for a very long time. I wonder if he will be able or willing to stay that long. News of the incident quickly spread among the other disciples, and in the years to come, Baba would sometimes joke that Nagina's victory and his defeat had given the devotees an andamarga.